For more information on these and many other events in our area, go to kkfi.org slash artskcgo. This is Maria Vasquez Boyd, and you're listening to 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Wednesday. It's me, Maria Vasquez Boyd on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio, Art Speak Radio. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, we've got a great lineup of guests. We have Consuelo Cruz, Paul Maloney, Isaac Tapia, and Rodrigo Alvarez. So stick around. We'll be right back. Yes, it's Wednesday, and we're here with you from noon to one on Artspeak Radio on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Great day, great lineup of guests. Consuelo Cruz is here, Paul Maloney, they're both from the Belger Crane uh, Yard Studio, and, you know, uh, Belger Crane, Vice President Marketing and Community Engagement Director, Consuelo Cruz. We love Consuelo Cruz. Oh, hello, Maria. Thank you. And happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. Happy belated birthday to you, too. Paul Maloney, Belger Crane Yard Studio Manager, is here. We're going to talk all kinds of things about Belger and beyond, right? Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. You can pull that microphone up to you. Yeah, because he's such a tall guy. It's like, (laughs) So, yeah, lots of things going on with the holiday studio sale, open house, current exhibitions. Where do we want to start, Consuelo? I'm going to have Paul start yeah, with the holiday yeah. sale because that's just a couple of days away. Yeah, we're so excited. So a lot of our studio members and a lot of the people that are all around here in Kansas City who are some exceptional makers will be bringing us some really awesome ceramic items that'll all be for sale coming up this weekend. Yeah, I mean, that that's just really wonderful to take home a piece of work, of handcrafted work here live from the, from the Belger Crane Studios. And, you know, what a great thing, not only for the artist, but for the giver and, and the uh, buyer of these art yeah, pieces. There's just something so nice to have something that's yeah. got such a unique, special connection. It's so individual. Yeah. And um, it's so great that there's so many voices that come through the studio that are all being shared within this holiday sale. And so there's plenty of things for everybody. So that takes place November 17th. Through the 18th, yes? Yes. Okay. And, you know, for more information, if you would Mm -hmm. share the website, because I know people will want to mark this on their calendars. Yes, thank you. It is from 10 in the morning on Friday, November 17th to 8 at night. Mm -hmm. So we're staying open a little bit later. The gallery is in the studios are, so people can wander and meet the artist. Saturday, we're open 10 to 6 um, for the sale as well. 
So we've got two days, we've got a number of price points, we've got over 20, what, about 24 artists that are participating. About 26, I think, yeah. And um, so, and they're from all walks of life. They're from, at, they're different um, phases in their, in their um, love of clay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have retired dentists to uh, people who are just out of school. We have our resident artists as well. We have three resident artists. One of whom you invited on a couple of years ago, Jonathan Christensen Caballero, who had an exhibit. Yes. Now he's a visiting artist. He's an art institute uh, faculty member too, but he's going to have work in the exhibition. His he's work just, still sticks just, in my mind. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But he's just one of the artists that yeah. will be there. So um, I think one of the one of the great things about not just picking up a, a you know an artwork from a local artist, but also have start to build relationships with the artist mm-hmm. and getting to know them why they do what they do what why they choose those materials and we don't what their practice is about and how they evolve over the years so it's nice to come back year after year to see how they're doing terrific and i want to say that the belger crane yard studios are located uh at 2011 tracy avenue there's also the belger art center located at 2100 walnut street and that's also uh, kansas city mm-hmm. so you know when when you find the website uh you'll be able to go it, it will direct you to the right location of where you want to go um current exhibitions at belger crane yard gallery mm-hmm. what's going on there um well we have uh Two very strong exhibitions. One is called Time is a Circle, Generational Craft Practices. There's six artists, um, and um, they're almost all local, uh, but some of them are Art Institute grads. We also have um, an artist, Mona Cliff, who is not, she's a little bit outside of Kansas City, Mm. but her work is very well known. She Mm -hmm. has work in the um, KCI. Um, So it's ceramics, it's um, mixed media, um, and it's about you know, working with practices, putting your own twist mm. on um, practices that are that have dated back for centuries and putting that contemporary um, touch to it. Um, so that's really, really wonderful. Cool. And I think time is a, I mean, um, let's see, the uh, Ways to Train Songbirds is another very, um, very provocative exhibition um, in that it helps us see different ways of looking at ceramics not just the traditional way of working with ceramics and how that mixes with other media and also traditional uh, looking at gender roles Um, what does that mean from society standpoint but what does that also mean from a craft practice from a ceramics practice I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Paul because he's the artist so um, well I find these really fascinating because I think you know people have an image in their mind a preconceived maybe image uh, in their mind about ceramics what does ceramics look like and that's going to vary but for the most part you know it's it's maybe more traditional so this really sort of challenges Mm -hmm. your uh perceptions of of ceramics right i would have to agree yeah and i i like with not just the one but both exhibitions that they're both considering the long history of ceramics and that the vessel is such this intricate and integral object for so many people all across the globe and they want to respect that ceramic history but at the same time they want to showcase that if you pair it with other maybe unconventional materials maybe that can open up a dialogue that pushes something differently into new directions and so it's really nice seeing that both of these exhibitions really explore that really really heavily i love that sticky gold collective that's the sticky gold collective okay that's the um 
uh, ways to ways train to strong train birds, birds is by the Sticky Gold Collective. And then we also have the holidays at the Belder Crane Yard Gallery, which is um, where uh, the studio has local artists. Um, the Belger holidays at the Belger Crane Yard Gallery has national artists. So you really get a range of artists to, to shop um, from mm -hmm. selections. And then the also the um, holidays at the Belger Crane Yard Gallery exhibition is um, ceramics, glass, metal, textiles. It's it's more medium. So you've, you've got a, a broad selection if you're wanting yeah. to do gift giving this year. And, and um, you can take the work with you from that exhibition. It's not like a traditional exhibition where you have to wait till the end of the exhibition to take the work. You know, and, and with that, I think not only are you uh, sort of opening up yourself to, to looking at the different arts and artists, but if anyone has an inkling of interest in, in doing ceramics, creating something, I mean, this is the place to be, right? Mm -hmm. It is. It's one of it's one of several places to be in Kansas City for ceramics, but it, um, Paul heads up the studio, and yeah. he um, has a great um, group of teachers, and they change from time to time, but they always stay connected. Um, they... I mean, classes range from you know for the for the entry date night mm -hmm. experience mm -hmm. to you know even private classes if someone wants to hone a particular skill. Also, uh, there's the first the free first Friday glass blowing demo mm -hmm. December first with visiting artists, right? Yeah. So what what happens at the glass annex is uh, because we don't have um, a glass school nearby or um, that in the metro area, uh -huh. what they've been doing is inviting artists from outside of Kansas City, like from Emporia State, for example, who does have a program, and other um, cities like Tulsa, um, in addition to visiting artists who've come through, um, to really um, share how they work, um, because not all, as you know, not all artists are the same, and not all glass blowing is not right. the same either. Right. So, so people can see for free the different techniques and how different artists work. Um, is I think really important. Yeah. So um, yeah, they're coming from um, they're coming from Western Kansas, and one is on the faculty. She's a professor emeritus at the Emporia State, and the other artist is also from Western Kansas. And, and like I said, you have so many things coming up, and then we can um, share with our listeners about the new exhibition that opens in February of 2024, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that is Salvador Jimenez Flores. He is from Jalisco. He was born and raised there. He is on the faculty. He's an associate professor at the Art Institute of Chicago. Oh, He's wow. a heavy hitter. He's won a Joan uh, Mitchell uh, Foundation grant. Um, wow. Yeah. So his work is not just ceramics. He's an interdisciplinary artist. His work is about um, immigration, migration, um, mm -hmm. uh, identity, the cultural of identity. Um, and Paul's even worked with them before, so um, you've worked Absolute with them one-on-one. -on -one, so Yeah, I had the pleasure of overlapping with uh, Salvador when we were at Kohler together, and I was fabricating for multiple artists at that time, but man, oh what an experience being able to work alongside him and really see how he's working through his ideas and creating those sculptures. It's, it's really pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Gotta check that out. And yes. we don't just have ceramic works. He has prints, glass, uh, metal, uh, we don't have a finalized list yet, uh -huh. but we're hoping that what is shared at the Belger Crane Yard Studios, the gallery there, that um, it'll be it'll represent a nice range of of his career and and his practice. 
Not something to, to mark yes. on your calendars, right? Yes. That's opens the first Friday in February. And then again, you have the artist in residence who will be participating in the holiday studio sale in the open house, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We have Jonathan who will be, of course, creating some wonderful pieces, but we yeah. also have uh, work from Gina Pisto, Joel Pizowitz, and Logan Reynolds. We're so happy that all three of them chose to be a part of our studio programming this year. And all of them have made some exceptional pieces that are ready and open to Beautiful. be received in your homes. <laughs> you know, if you just tuned in, this is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd. I'm talking with Consuelo Cruz, who's the Bel Belger Crane Vice President of Marketing and Community Engagement, and Paul Maloney, who's the Belger Crane Yard Studio Manager. We're talking about things all Belger. I mean, there's just a, a fantastic lineup of events that are taking place, uh, Belger Arts org is the website so you can gain some more information you know whether it's about classes uh, the holidays at Belger Crane Yard Gallery all of this uh, find out information for 2024 artists and residents everything you need to know is at belgerarts.org and Belger Arts Center is located at 2100 Walnut Street Belger Crane Yard not too far from there at 2011 Tracy Avenue Wow it's just a, a fantastic. We're so lucky to have Belger in our city. Thank you. I, I yeah. think so. I mean, because yeah. just from the, the amount of the number of artists who've come through, either as resident artists or who've exhibited um, or who've done demos and, and done workshops, I think we're, we're pretty lucky to have, um, you know, to add to Kansas City and that Kansas City is mm -hmm. already a hub for right. artists. But we're, we're hopefully one of those hubs that also contributes to that. Um, and and um, connects art to community in a variety of ways. Not everybody gets art, um, yeah, or consumes art the same, or um, you know takes classes the same. So we're happy to have we're happy to provide as many options as we can. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk yeah, about yeah. is that we just um, announced a collaboration that involves the Belger Glass Annex and the Kansas City Museum. The Kansas City Museum invited uh, the Belger Glass Annex to um, have a design and uh, create something, uh, create a glass installation for um, the museum. And so they approved the design. We just sent out the call for artists. So we're looking for a team of nine artists, glass artists, three gaffers, six assistants, um, and to submit. And the deadline to submit is January 15th. Okay. Um, and the, the actual completed work will go up in May. Uh, the selections of the wow. artists will, be ha will happen in February if all goes well. So uh, I wanted to make sure that people were aware of that opportunity. It's on our website, belgerarts.org. It's on our social media. Um, our handle is uh, belgerarts, at belgerarts. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm excited about this. I mean, what a... You know, of course, I love the Kansas City Museum and, and of course, Belger, but... Um, in my mind, uh, I'm, it's racing because I, I want to see this come to fruition. I want to step in and take a look at this, whatever this mm -hmm. looks like. But uh, what a great opportunity. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the other thing that Tyler Kimball's leading up this effort from the Glass Annex standpoint, mm -hmm. but what mm -hmm. he wants to, wants to start to do is um, create kind of a relationship where you have the established artists and more of the up and coming, like yeah. an apprenticeship kind of uh, dynamics so that we can not just do one um, work of art at the Kansas City Museum, but maybe this could grow to other 
uh, installations elsewhere throughout the city. That's really smart. Mm-hmm. That's really smart. And I know, uh, Paul, as a working artist yourself, I mean, you're not only just the uh, manager of the Crane Yard studio, but you also are a working artist yourself, right? Sure. Anything coming up on the horizon for you? Um, not coming up per se uh, right off the bat, but uh-huh. right now I'm still uh, showing work with uh, Spring Break Art Fair, and I do also still have a show that's running with Brave and Lee programs, and they do have their holiday sale both within New York. Yeah, and do you have a website that you want to share with our listeners so sure. they can find out more about who is this Paul Maloney? Sure, if anyone and wants is it to. really his name? <laughs> if anyone would want to find <laughs> my work, man. it's uh, paulmaloneyartist.com. Tried to keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. And and Paul, Paul is so great, not just about um, working in the studio, but also making sure that our residents get attention and um, do workshops across the Midwest, if not across the country. So he shows his work, but he also makes sure that our residents get experiences and exposure. It's Um, really important. Yeah. yeah, So that's a, I think that's a really big plus for the residency program that we often don't talk about, but (laughs) yeah, that's Paul, that's Paul's doing. And social media platforms for Mm -hmm. Belger? Uh, Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. Our handles on Instagram and Facebook are at Belger Arts. Yeah. There's just so much. Every time you, you come on air, there's just so much to, to share that we want to make sure that we, we got everything uh, listed. And, of course, I would encourage listeners to check out belgerarts.org because there's, there's a lot more that, that you can find out about Belger classes, the artists, the open studios, all of that, holiday uh, sales and that. Um, and, and you want to find out more and really kind of educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Very good. There's a lot to learn. Is there anything that you want to mention before we move on? No, I think we covered a lot. Thank you for, yeah, for having yeah. us on so that we could do that. Yeah, thank you so much. You bet. And, you know, uh, I know you'll be back, both of you mm-hmm. or one of you or all of you. Uh, <laughs> you know, because we love to talk with the artists that you bring in. It's just a, a wonderful opportunity for yes. them to share their views and and uh, their work, their, you know, inspiration mm-hmm. behind the work, too. So, Most please. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. They have great stories to share. Yeah. So, we'll look forward to that in, in the coming up uh, calendar. But uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We really thank appreciate you. Appreciate you on there. And I also wanted to congratulate you on your work in Layered Presence and the two artists that are coming on after us. The work is stunning. And uh, we're so happy that we get to see it for a whole year. Bless your heart. At the Nelson Atkins. Well, thank thank you. you. I think think the best thing about that was that I brought my granddaughter Luna to the mm-hmm. to the museum and she says chicky's work i'm i'm chicky <laughs> and and so and then she realized oh her ojo is in there too <gasps> that's luna's ojo uh, yeah and it so, was that's so special. i'm glad she didn't touch it though but <laughs> 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 thank you so very much for joining thank us today you, you bet hey we're going to be right back with art speak radio after this Teamsters for a Democratic Union, or TDU, has for almost half a century led the fight for rank-and-file union democracy and been a leader fighting back against increasingly greedy corporations. Earlier this month, two Heartland Labor Forum volunteers attended the 48th Annual Teamsters for Democratic Union Convention in Chicago. And this week, on the show, they'll share their inspiration and belief that TDU is the vanguard of today's labor movement. Thursday at 6 p.m., Rebroadcast Friday at 5 a.m.
You are about to hear a paraphrased rendition of several conversations conglomerated into one. So there I was, listening to my old van and my new one. I just did it by donating my van to KKFI, and they turned it into the programming I take with me everywhere I go. So no matter where I'm at on the planet, I tell my smart speaker to play KKFI, or I'm cruising down the road in my new sweet ride. I've got KKFI and my old van going with me wherever I go. And I did it by going to kkfi.org. I found the support tab and learned how to donate my wheels. Thanks, KKFI. A huge thank you to everyone who's donated a car, boat, truck, van, or motorcycle to KKFI. And a future thanks to all of those who have yet to clean out their driveways. Hi, I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two, two takes at a movie currently playing in theaters or streaming. Nyad is a Netflix sports drama about Diana Nyad's fourth attempt to swim the distance between Cuba and the Florida Keys at age 64. And Susan, that grueling 111-mile swim of the Florida Straits from Havana to Key West is particularly challenging. It's infested with sharks and jellyfish. Nyad, played by Annette Benning, and her personal coach and friend, Bonnie, played by Jodie Foster, are a duo committed to this goal. While the film celebrates her achievements and is a pretty straightforward depiction, Nyad is a bit more interesting because it's also a warts and all drama. The story does wear thin at points. There were four attempts to make this crossing and each is detailed swim stroke by swim stroke. However, the acting by Benning is exceptional. She transforms herself into an individual almost crazed by her obsession. She's narcissistic, loud, pushy, and obnoxious. Diana Nyad is one of the film's producers, and the story is based upon her book, so she acknowledges her selfishness and willingness to exploit those around her. If the movie has a bit of a documentary feel, that's probably because this is the first narrative film from the directing duo of Elizabeth Chai Vassarelli and Jimmy Chin, who won the Oscar for their 2019 documentary, Free Solo. That's about a man obsessed with a nearly impossible mountain climbing challenge. Foster's character is rather bland by comparison, but the film is certain to give Benning many awards. I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two. Muertos, El Haru Coro, from the album Sabun. 
just want to welcome our guests, our beautiful guests, very good friends, very talented artists here in Kansas City. We have Isaac Tapia. Hello, my friend. Hello. <laughs> and Rodrigo Alvarez. Yep. Hello. <laughs> They're both here. And you know what? Um, I, I really wanted to spend time with them because, man, I tell you what, uh, they are two of my favorite artists, not only because of their talent and, and their their attention to detail and their commitment and passion, but they're just two hell of a nice guys, you know. Uh, no, but but uh, they they have such a, a wonderful narrative, a story in each of their works. Uh, Isaac was born in Mexico, where he lived until uh, moving to the U.S. when he was nine. He graduated from Paseo Academy of Fine and Performing Arts in 2010, studied at the Art Institute. Now, in his solo work, he focuses on portraits that celebrate important members of his community, paints primarily with oils, but also enjoys watercolor and drawing and, and spray paint, too, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of that. Um, he's had numerous solo exhibitions. In 2019, he was given a four-week scholarship to attend the Illustration Academy by the National Endowment, Endowment for the Arts. So much more to, to say about Isaac. I want to switch to Rodrigo Rico, um, who was born in Uruguay and moved to Kansas City in October of 2002. Graduated from Paseo Academy of Fine and Performing Arts in 2007. Studied graphic design at Metropolitan Community College. Um, now, your work, solo artwork, explores the persistence and relentless force of Mother Earth by you fusing organic figures into metal sculptures. You know, um, the, the work is so vast and so wide. Together, you combined uh, joined forces, I guess I should say, and have created numerous murals, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah we we have we um i think we've we've been doing the mural thing for a while now and i think i remember the 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 first time that we were here on the radio and it was like i don't know we did we had like three murals back then mm. that was like a third mural mm. that we did it was one on truest slightly more was it three? i don't know <laughs> maybe it was practice <laughs> Well, all, all I know is that, you know, when I go to the website, the uh, itraicons.com mm -hmm. yep. website, uh, it, it has a map of all the different murals. That includes the Kansas City International Airport. So that was five walls with nine murals. Um, there's there's a, a map of where you are at uh, in the Blue Room, Kansas City, Kansas Community College. Is that one that's more recent or no? No. KCKCC. Is that even you guys? Just kidding. And KCKCC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. That's us. Well, we have two murals <laughs> there. Okay. So, yeah, it should be us. Bonner Springs, you're in uh, Ewing Mariel Kaufman Schools. And, and that's only for the, the school attendees. It's not a public uh, mural. A Turtle Island in Martin City, uh, just a country club plaza everywhere. And, uh, you know, the, the work is strong it's very it's quite colorful and lovely with each of the murals that you're commissioned what is the sort of research that you do together or separately and how does the design come about well normally <laughs> there's a lot of input on 
on the person that approaches us yeah. and or their organization and so we want to make sure that they're um that we re- we our work reflects their mission mm-hmm. um like for example maddie Rhodes, we've worked with them for several murals now and what they stand for is something that is so easy to like give us inspiration mm-hmm. um but how does how does it normally work uh i mean that's how it normally works yeah <laughs> i mean it's also yeah. it's also from from honestly like doing a lot of research in the community yeah um like we just recently applied for a mural call and we had to go to the city and actually do like a whole research about what is the community about yeah and we have to make sure that we are doing or depicting what the community is actually about and not just putting something up that's oh this is very pretty and it's Mm -hmm. cool but it doesn't reflect the community yeah, and and I think that's really important for our listeners to understand that it's not just, you know, the the two guys just putting up work because it's it's pretty and they like it, but there there is a thought process to their to this that there is research, there is a whole uh, sort of uh, leg of finding out about the community that that really informs your work but there's also a piece of both of you in the work too i mean i know that you cater to your client what they want and what their needs are but there's also uh some room for expression that that you build into the piece right yeah i mean a lot of that is i don't know how to explain it i mean usually people tell us like this is what we want and then we come together and then we're like okay well here's what we're going to be showing you or yeah or giving you and and then i mean i don't know how to explain it yeah yeah no i <laughs> you know I, I think it's it's really interesting um like like i said i think you guys have over what 40 murals and the casey metropolitan area and i think when when you kind of do a drive through and, and find seek out those murals i think you begin to understand that there's there's sort of a, a a design uh, your your work is easily recognized i think from other works in the city uh you definitely have your own sort of style and and that um i also want to mention that uh, you you've done work outside of Kansas city right uh, in terms of murals didn't you do one in vegas yeah we or had am the I op- making that up no 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 it, that actually <laughs> did happen <laughs> Well, actually, I don't know what happened in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> <Stays>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it did happen. We um, are in contact with a gallery, a local gallery that um, facilitated the connection uh-huh. between a, f- uh, a former Kansas City um, person. They lived here, a mm. couple. They've been here for years and they miss Kansas City. And so they wanted a mural in their backyard in, in, in Vegas. And we had the opportunity mm. to fly out. We were in the Luxor. We went to the oh, canyon. Yeah. Like that was pretty cool. Um, where else have we gone? Now? I mean, we've we've gone to a lot of uh, small towns in Kansas. We we just finished one in Lawrence. Uh, we've been in Chanute, Iola, Wisconsin, Iowa. Um, we painted a couple. No, just yeah, we painted a couple like in L.A., uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so close. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) 
just don't know how to pronounce it. You know, you know, and I, I think one one thing that that I can say about both of you. I mean, you're very serious and dedicated to your work, but also there's that really sense of fun that it it almost doesn't, from where I stand, it almost doesn't look like a lot of work because you guys uh, are not only truly dedicated, but you do have a lot of fun. I mean, there's there's just don't you think you have to bring a, a a bit of levity to to the work to kind of get through the hot sun or whatever oh, yeah. <laughs> predicaments you're you're under yeah i mean we we i think i think the the way we do it is like we try to get on, our, on each other's nerves <laughs> under each other's oh skin. well you're getting on mine right now so that's working <laughs> and then and then and then after that we're like oh that was pretty cool yeah, yeah we, we did normally good. just like talk uh crap about each other for <laughs> a little bit and then um it's it's like critiquing, but in, yeah. in a humorous way, and it does get us to like improve whatever it is that we're doing. So if we if we lack on ratios or anatomy or or color or whatever uh -huh. it is, we just talk about each other. And <laughs> at first, we're not very receptive of the feedback, but then afterwards, after we understand that, like, hey, I want you to get better, I want you to mm -hmm. be better, then we joke about it. And we normally tend to eat a lot. Yeah. So we know the city based on the restaurant. Like everywhere we go, we know the place based on what restaurant was nearby. Well, and I I could see that too working in, to your advantage. It's like, hey, let's let's hit them up for a mural for some free food too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, tell me that doesn't happen. Yep. You know, um, I, I really enjoy talking to you guys about your work and all that. And if you just tuned in, I'm talking with Isaac Tapia and Rodrigo Alvarez, uh, Rico, and we're talking about the, the wonderful murals that they've painted, not only here in Kansas City, but throughout, actually throughout the, the country. Um, you will recognize their work uh, whenever you see it because it's, it's heartfelt, it's colorful, it's beautiful, they do the research. I want to kind of shift gears and and mention too. Uh, we want to talk about currently that you're both in a layered presence, which is the uh, at the Nelson Atkins Museum, and it's a Latino uh, themed exhibition of 22 artists, and it's really multi-layered. And if you would, I'd love for you to talk each about your your work. I know it's. Um, it can be personal, you know, work as an artist can be very personal and moving and uh, have a lot of expression, but would, whatever you would like to share with us about your work. Um, do you want to go first, Isaac? Sure. Um, so my, the painting that I have, uh, essentially just, it's, it's, it's a por it's portrait, it's portraits of my parents, uh, my mom and my dad, and it's, basically something that i've never really done before i've never painted them never really drawn them well my mom i have sketched a few times mm -hmm. but my dad i've never actually sketched him painted him or anything like that so it was the first time that i did that um it was also a very intense emotionally charged thing to do because i interviewed them uh mm. and you i mean you get to get, you get to hear a little bit of their interview uh, at the Nelson um, but I interviewed them and there were some things that I didn't know there mm. were some things that that were like wow I can't 
believe you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They took me around town and they showed me a few places like where they met, uh, the place they would go to, how they actually came to the United States, uh, took, took a few pictures, documented all that as well. And it, it was it was just very intense. Yeah. Uh, very emotional. Um, I mean, and then from there just came came the painting. Uh, but also, I, I just wanted to make sure to add a little bit of like that emotional part that we don't really hear from uh, the immigrant story. Yeah. And yeah. that was the 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 the, the butterflies like money mm-hmm. and just like the monarch butterfly flies into the south uh i wanted to portray that as money um so it's just money that they have sent uh and never seen back again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh so it's it's just it was very emotional for me and it was now that i'm that i'm working on other things I, i keep thinking about it and it's um very mentally and emotionally tiring in a way yeah yeah but it's th- it was definitely worth it to paint them and to get to know them a little bit better, to get to know more than what I used to know. You know, w- what a gift. You know, not, no, not only for the viewer's eyes, our eyes when we look at the work, but what a gift for you to have that conversation with your parents and, and learn something about them that you hadn't known before and then translate that into this beautiful painting and it's pretty large right yeah yeah is that uh, aside from murals do you usually work fairly large or do you try to keep it a bit more condensed so that's a really interesting question uh so yeah the murals are pretty big but usually i mean for the past couple of years i've been painting i mean i haven't even been painting that much mm-hmm. mostly doing small nine by twelve drawings yeah uh so it was it was hard. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It was hard imagine. because I'm so used to spray painting <laughs> and doing it really fast. And yeah. it just takes like, I don't know, maybe like a day to even seven days to finish something. Or even to finish a face, it's like two days mm, or three. Mm. But for this, it was hours on hours. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was with oils. And yeah, with oils. I man, was it's like, not like, oh, man. Three days later, I might be able to go into that face. Yeah. Right? And I, and they and was like, maybe I should have just done acrylic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad you sticked with oils because it's, it's so rich and in, in the, the, the saturated colors are so beautiful. I, I, I hope that my, well, I should flip this question. What is your hope for, uh, for the viewer when they take a look at your work what do you hope for them to to come away with um i feel like it's mostly to listen to the to their story uh the painting is there and you can i feel like you can interpret it any way you would want Mm -hmm. uh but connecting it to the story their own story them speaking Mm -hmm. is what i would want them to listen to I guess, uh, while looking at the painting, mm-hmm. 
just so they can understand that I, I don't know like immigration is such a thing or whatever yeah. but it's yeah. it's it's definitely to 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 make them human to make them more yes um, yes more them yeah and you know and, and i think it's easy to to for people to comment about the status of immigrants and non uh you know pe people who come to the country uh you know because there's so there, there's this sort of self-righteous rhetoric that happens that takes place you know uh, it's so easy to you know to do this become a citizen and do this and do that but you know seeing a person talking with them looking into their eyes can truly um, alter a person's perception uh, and because you're 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 talking with someone who's not just a thing but it's an actual human living breathing person yeah, yeah. Um, I hope that that it people take the time to, to listen to these stories and really begin to question what they're looking at in, in your work. Um, at first, when, when I saw the folded up um, U.S. money as butterflies, um, my, it, my heart sank. It really did because I, I understand it wasn't just a matter of, of just um, – a design element in the painting but there's there's a whole other story that people may not be yeah. aware yeah definitely yeah. yeah uh with this work i know with with other work that you've done like the most recent uh with maddie rhodes for day of the dead you created their poster mm -hmm. which i think was one of the best in in all the the years <laughs> including mine uh for real um you're offering prints of that work. Are you offering prints maybe down the road of this piece that's... Uh, maybe. Or is it too personal? Uh, I mean, I, I might make some prints. Yeah. I don't know yet. Let me twist I... your arm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, it is a little bit harder because I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's my parents. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, so, sure. Uh, I don't know how they would feel also Yeah. in another house i don't know i'm not sure yet i i hear you but i just I'll, i just I'll wanted to put you on the spot <laughs> <laughs> you know and and i want to ask this question of both of you and then we're going to uh, switch to rico do you find that that the work that you create uh, aside from well maybe it includes your mural work but do you find that there's a political side to the work that you create is there some sort of statement or challenge that you offer uh, viewers uh, in your work politically yeah <clears throat> I feel like immigrants just the act of making art is a political yeah action um, like you said the rhetoric of, of immigration altogether is just it's naturally negative um, we're not the criminals we're not the rapists we're we're just the artists and I think changing that narrative, I think, is political in itself. Yeah. And yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it is political. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I just have to take a real quick break, and then we're going to come back. You're not going to go anywhere, Rico. I'm. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm running. <laughs> okay, we're going to uh, air a couple of things, and then we'll be right, right back. Coming up Thursday, November 16th at 7 p.m., 
on the People Power Hour, brought to you by KC Tenants, we'll be talking about language justice. Our guests will be Wilson Vance and Jetro Cervera. Language justice is social justice. What is being done to improve language access in Kansas City? Tune in to the People Power Hour, brought to you by KC Tenants on November 16th at 7 p.m. KKFI values the opinions of our community, and we want you to be heard. Let us know what you think about our programs by going online to the KKFI Listener Survey. Go to kkfi.org survey. Hey, we're back. This is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. We're back. We're talking with Isaac Tapia and Rodrigo Alvarez. Rico, and you know, we're talking about all things art, and I just love having these guys on the show because I'm a huge fan. I'm trying not to gush, but uh, I am a huge fan of, of their work, their work ethic, their talent, uh, their commitment to the community, and in their art. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, Rico, we're going to talk about your work at uh, in the Layered Presence, the exhibition at the Nelson Atkins Museum, and that runs now through September 2024. Uh, there's a whole lot of artists, and we want to talk about your piece um, and, and share with us uh, your your the concept and, and inspiration behind that. So my piece is called Muerte y Vida, which is uh, death and life. Normally, people tend to like you know say life and death first but i feel like life starts with death um of that person that came before you your ancestors and you have to respect you have to pay respect to that my piece revolves around maternal sacrifice um in 2002 when my parents got here um well when we all got here i should say i remember seeing my mom my mom's face and the realization of I'm not going back home. Mm. Like she comes from an, a huge family of, of 13 siblings. And that is a lot of people to miss, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, it is. So when she got here, I, I just remember that place so vividly. Um, like it's frozen in time for me. And that was 22 years ago. And while making this piece, I, I wanted to basically touch on that. Um, and I don't know, well, if you haven't seen the piece yet, there are two components of it. One is actually on the pedestal where there are tiny little bitty spiders that are crawling amongst themselves to reach a larger spy, spy, uh, sorry, spider mm -hmm. that's suspended from the ceiling. And the spiders themselves travel all throughout the bigger spider um, and they're devouring it. Um, there are species of spiders that start uh, dissolving their own organs mm -hmm. to feed their off offspring. Right. And I feel like that's what it was, like the sacrifice of, I no longer matter. Yeah, I'm here for a better life for my kids. Yeah, uh, Eat away, basically. Mm -hmm. And so, and I wanted to also change the narrative of, hey, spiders are, are scary. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to have that impactful, oh my God, that's, that's scary. But then change your mind about, about what it means, what it stands for, like between the visual and, and, and the storytelling. And after you read, you know, the description of the piece, you might have a different um, thinking about what that spider means. 
just like you would have a different um, thinking about what an immigrant does. Yeah. What an immigrant sacrifices. So that's what the spider is about. You know, and, it, and it's really powerful. I mean, you know, you can look at it just as the, the image of the spider and, and react how you ever, however you react to that, that, that image of the spider. Um, I know people are fearful or, you know, whatnot. But culturally, there's something so magnificent and powerful in so many cultures about the spider. And, you know, there's a lot of myth and, and sort of uh, mystery, I, I think, surrounding them. But when you see the, these tiny creatures crawling about and, and again, devouring this, this larger piece, um, it has such an impact in your in your i i hope that people have this uh experience it's such an, a powerful impact that uh you can't turn away and you really want to look more into it investigate more and really understand what is at play here you know especially if you if you listen to with with uh, this exhibition, they have uh, an app that you can take a look and listen to the artists speak about their work. I think it just lends itself so much to this piece for people to understand that it isn't just a spider, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And the power of, of the work itself is incredible. I know when I was installing my work and I saw this, I just stood in front of it and I just cried because I... I I read all about it. The the strength and the power of that piece is is palatable. I mean, Thank it's you. just Thank you. You know, I'm trying not to That means a again. lot to me. <laughs> that really does. Um, yeah. I was trying to put it together like anywhere that I could. Um, you know, studios tend to not like really yeah. have welders and whatnot or fabricators. So I was hanging that piece literally from a tree in my backyard. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that photo. Yeah. I love that photo. Yeah. 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 You know, what What do you want viewers to walk away and, and learn or feel when they see your work in that space? Um, I, I just, earlier you asked if what, what we do is political. Yeah. I feel like that that's the undertone of it. Like, yeah. just look at us as you would see your pets, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. there's lots of people that put lots, lots yeah. of time and in, in an animal and may look at someone crossing the border mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say, oh, that's, that's not a person. That's no longer, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so just kind of finding affinity to in a human affinity between us and our storytelling as, as immigrants mm-hmm. and hopefully changing the narrative in someone's head and their yeah. perception uh, pertaining to us, you know? But it, is it also a tribute to the feminine power, to, to, to women and and that uh, that they strive to do anything to for for their children. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I have very strong women in my family. Um, I've gotten beat up a few times. <laughs> um, no, but absolutely, the yeah. number one thing is that for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I guess immigration is such a such a thing for all of us. But yes, the maternal sacrifice. What a mother mm. uh, will go f- go through just to make sure that their kids are all right. Yeah. It's something that yeah. I don't think men will ever understand sometimes. And, and I know I have known a lot of women myself that have 
given so much of themselves to their children because that's what they need to do. That's what they're, they're, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just that, that way. And that's their choice. And yeah. yeah, so many women do that. You know, uh, does this, is this a, a new sort of way of working for you? Because like I said, I, I, I've known a lot of your work as paintings and murals and that sort of thing. And, and maybe I've, I've sort of not been paying attention, but uh, do you do a lot of sculptures in, in your work? So this, this actually is my third spider, and okay, that is the smallest okay. of the three. Okay. Um, this is the smallest yes, of the three? that is the smallest of the three. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, one of the one of the actual spiders was selected for um, what well, is in a park in Iola, Kansas. Um, then Iola. there's another there's another one in Shawnee somewhere in someone's front yard. Okay. Uh, and this in the museum would be the third one. Why in Iola? I'm just curious. So we we had murals there, and we okay. also um, we made a community in Iola. Everywhere we go, we make a community. Yeah. And so they, um, they had a, 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 a sculpture opportunity, and uh-huh. they knew that I sculpt. And so oh, they, they asked me if I wanted to apply, and yes. You know, Iola is one of those places that you just don't like, what the heck? Yes. Uh, I just happened to know <laughs> Iola because my mother-in-law one time lived there. So it's like, Iola, why? Why Iola? Yeah. And I didn't know if that was uh, – I didn't think it was near um, – yeah, uh, yeah. And anyway, I am surprised, but cool. I'll have to take a drive out there. You know, um, do you do you find yourself wanting to create more sculptures down the road? I mean, is this this is the third piece? Yeah. So, do you find yourself wanting to do more of this, or what, uh, what do con- you see conceptually as far as spiders? Yeah, go? yeah. That that is the last spider. I am, okay. I don't okay. want to be known as Spider Man. So, <laughs> so I'm definitely kind of, you know, that was the last one for sure. But yeah. I want to move into more figure figure okay. stuff. I've always been a sculptor since high school. And that's how I, well, I fell in love with, with art altogether. Drawing yeah. was a, the number one thing. Yeah. But I remember once I touched metal and fused metal, wow. uh, I felt like that's how I fell in love with art. Yeah. And then Isaac and I started doing murals, and that's sort of, for the both of us, we, we took our individual work and kind of put it aside, you know, selflessly to, to create what, what it is it right now, mm. um, because we wanted to provide for each other. We, we knew that we had worked for years uh, for other people, and we just knew that our sacrifice was often overlooked. Yeah, and yeah. so it was time to create something, and show show people that hey, art can be a sustainable thing. Yeah, and yeah. show kids that we didn't have that. We didn't have anyone that told us, hey, you as an immigrant can do art for a living. I love that. I love that. You know, I I think that that just sort of happens organically. I hope for artists that they become mentors and and they begin to seek out others that didn't have the opportunity that like themselves and to sort of send the elevator down to to say hey you know what you can do this and and that i think that that's uh just so commendable on on so many levels you know the artists recognized there was no one there for me so let me be that person for them i love that real quick i want to mention that you um 
you just couldn't sleep the other night and all of a sudden, poof, you have this painting, this drawing on your page. It's like, damn, if I couldn't sleep at night and I could work like that, I'd never sleep, man. <laughs> right? It's just amazing. Oh, no. And coffee after 12 p.m. is oh, God. It, it's suicide for me. <laughs> so wow. uh, we learned that technique at the Illustration Academy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isaac has been doing it for a while, and I, I just yeah. now had time. I just got married. I just moved in a new house. Congratulations, like, yeah. Yeah, so I'm settling myself in and, and kind of like submerging myself in art as a whole um, and catching up to this guy right here. Yeah, yeah. And do you guys uh, want to share social media platforms with our listeners and any other news that you might want to mention? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> or, or social media platforms, that's fine. Well, social media. Idraicons.com. Instagram is Idraicons. Um, Facebook is Idraicons. I mean, everything is Idra Icons. Website yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, what does Idra yeah. stand for? Isaac Tapia and Rodrigo Alvarez. Oh my God, you guys are <laughs> so creative. <laughs> I think there should be. I think there should be T-shirts that announce and that. I am. I am. I'm. I'm gonna have a baby in January. Hey. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at, but yeah. I didn't want to like spill the beans because you know it's not my news to tell. But congratulations and congratulations Thank on you. getting married. And yeah, you know, if you have a girl, Maria is a fine name for a child. <laughs> it's gonna be a boy. Ah, oh, dang it, Mario! <laughs> but you know, congratulations. Uh, real quick, do you guys have anything upcoming that you want to mention? A uh, uh, art installation or upcoming anything? Yes. So we are going to have um, our artwork up at Johnson County Library. Uh-huh. We we're gonna put all that information up on okay. our website okay. and our newsletter. Uh, so we can have the correct address and everything. But we are going to be having that exhibition in January, <clears throat> January to uh, February mm-hmm. 25th. Um, so we'll have new artwork, a lot of new artwork that we're working on at the Beautiful. moment. Beautiful. Uh, so check us out. Yeah. Go to our website, get the newsletter. Yeah. Cool. You know, and, and one thing I, I do want to mention that I really wanted to say earlier that if you Google it, you can find these guys in a documentary uh, that was made, We Are Latinos, and that was on public television uh, not too long ago. Google it, and, and you can uh, probably uh, live, probably watch it some, somewhere out there in the universe. But yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful story, and I'm actually going, I think you had a watch party for that, and I missed it because I think I had COVID, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's out there, and, and take a look at that, and you'll understand more about these wonderful, talented young men in front of me. Definitely. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you for having us here. Oh, absolutely. We do have to mention our collective. Oh, man. Sorry, we're out of time. No. Uh, <laughs> no, go no. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So <laughs> I'm just being mean. <laughs> so we we uh, are part of, of a Latin um, co- artist collective. Uh, it's called MASA, and it stands for Migrating Art Story, Stories. Migrating Assembly. Assembly. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Can you, can, you, can you rearrange that for me? Sorry. I have dyslexia. <laughs> so we have a hard time with... with, with, with acronyms. With, yeah, acronyms. Yeah, I hear you. But yeah, it's, it's MASA. We're, we're getting together. We're also going to be having um, group shows and everything. 
we recently just had some in Casey, KCCC, and Maddie Rhodes. Um, but yeah. We'll keep an eye out for that. Definitely. That's, yeah, very good. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah. you so very much. Hey, next week, ah, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, November 22nd, we have Jane Booth, who's going to join us, and her uh, niece. Also, I uh, want to invite you to stay tuned for our beloved Jeff Harshbarger, bringing you the best in jazz. Thank you so much for listening today, and honey, I'm coming home. Thank you.